Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Fighting Cop Podcast. I'm joined on the line by one Aaron Wolf. Aaron, how you doing? Good man. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Um, both, uh, well, actually, I, I was a part of uh, Aaron's podcast that you've been producing for for a while. Um, it's really, really, really good. It was really uh, a wonderful thing to be a part of. But so that I don't butcher what the podcast is about, can you explain it to the people who listen to his podcast? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, the podcast is called First Time, Long Time. And uh, I, I say that it's stories about sports for people who may not like sports. It's it, it's basically I try to find kind of like the um, heart and soul of what makes sport exciting to viewers or to 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 fans or to even players and bring it out in in sort of narrative storytelling and this current season we decided to take a look at the very last games that were played before the coronavirus shutdown happened around the world we looked at all the major sports 
we watched the last games that were played and we tried to extract some meaning from each one of of the games some sort of lesson that we could learn about what our society is like and what we are like as people based on on what happened in those last games in basketball uh football uh we're gonna look at cricket um rugby and um i'm forgetting one. Oh, hockey hockey and baseball yeah i don't know if i said that already whatever but yeah that's yeah. that's the that's basically what it's about yeah, it's it's really good, and 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 beyond beyond this season that you're you're working on currently, uh, the 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 last pod- podcast that you produced were really 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 interesting. And what I found interesting listening back to the podcast that you produced that's just been released, so you can go and find it. Where can people find it, Aaron? Uh, you can find it on all your podcatcher devices or whatever, but you can also look at um, first time long time dot am. You'll find links to all the episodes. So. Um, I when when we did our interview, I wasn't, I, di- I didn't, re- I was just responding to your questions. I didn't know that there was a wider context to yeah. to the the podcast he was producing. And when I listened back to it, I found myself getting quite emotional. To be honest, I, I we 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 talked about fandom. We talked about the importance of fans being a part of the spectacle, not just a part of it. The the mainstream. Of, of of the spectacle and i found myself in a in a weird situation where i was longing to be back in amongst the um the stands and watching spurs play but it, weirdly it wasn't longing to get back to the white Hart lane as we know it now with our new shiny stadium it was actually to get back to the old stadium and yeah. i found myself very melancholic about it really and and it wasn't what I wanted to feel <laughs> out of it. And, and I think that's more power to you, Aaron, for creating something that was, um, you know, genuinely understood from, from you know, we've got to say it, from from a, a fan who is American, who yeah. 15 years ago, when I was entrenched in the, um, in the terraces of White Hart Lane, um, I wouldn't expect someone who lives thousands of miles away from where I did or do did at the time or, or do right now to to really be able to understand and capture what what it's like to be a fan on the terraces and how important that is and it, and it made me feel a little bit sad and and like i say melancholic the fact that we don't we don't seem to have that anymore and, and that's not even talking about the coronavirus and what that's done to sport I, I felt like you captured something that i um, i might never have again which is really really sad what what, what do you make of that yeah, man. I mean, well, first of all, thank you for <laughs> saying all that. It's very, very, very kind of you to say. I mean, the episode is called An Empty Cathedral. And on one very basic level, it is about all of the stadiums that are empty right now. And it is about the the fact that we can't see sport together and be together. But <clears throat> I didn't. it doesn't come out in the episode, but I can tell you that the other meaning of it, the empty cathedral, like I, I have not been to the new stadium. Um, but I know that it is not, it is not white heart lane. And I, I remember thinking back in the, in the days of the last days of white heart lane and, and knowing that that was going to get torn down and a new shiny, beautiful, immaculate cathedral was going to be built in its place. I, I knew it was going to also be an empty one. Um, regardless of how many people were in there, it takes years and years of 
tears and joy and pain and happiness to kind of actually create the real material of 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 what a stadium is the real place of that place and um this episode was kind of all about where that stuff comes from that it comes from this human connection that the people the faces the 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 shared collective experience of of watching football together that's what makes the place the place um it was there i i was lucky enough to go to the old white hart lane twice and it was undeniable and and you walk in and it was i mean I'm from my kind of jet lagged wild wide open eyes like it was a sort of crazy intense place that i i fell in love with immediately and it was a few years before it got torn down and and um i don't know what to say other than like i'm sorry it's melancholy because it is it is and it will be until until Maybe, maybe until like a generation after us, just only knows the Tottenham Stadium as the stadium, right? Um, right? It will, it will always be something that is not the place that that meant so much to to so many people. What can I ask from from uh, someone who's who's sort of you know uh, followed these football club and uh, fell into the football club based on the ideals of his father and. Um, you know, his his brothers, his five brothers also I'm talking about about myself in the third person now. <laughs> mean to do that. My brothers, my five brothers, my dad. <laughs> I can't believe I just done that. Uh yeah, my five brothers <laughs> Do you know what it is? I think because what what you produced was so poignant that uh, I, fight, I felt like I had to elevate this this conversation, and that's <laughs> stupid because the fighting cock is the the lowest bar of, of quality football content. Anyway, fuck that. Um, <laughs> right, so I, I found myself with my with, with my my brothers and my and my dad uh, supporting the football club that was thrown at me. It weren't like I had ever had the opportunity to choose a football club, and nor should you, in my opinion. You shouldn't be able to choose who you support your your football club in one way or another chooses you um and i'm just interested because this is the first time i've really sat down with a fan from across the uh the atlantic ocean to to to, try, to I, I don't understand how you can feel as passionate a passionate about a club that you I've just seen on the telly. Like, how how have you come to the point where you're, you're you feel so strongly about the football club? And, and make no doubt, you do. You do feel it. It's clear. And and and, and all of the the fans from the states who get up at God knows hours to to watch Tottenham play feel it. But it it was it was almost it was organic for me. How how yeah. how have you like? Do you, do you, uh, I'm not sure what question I have here, but do you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, it's it's weird. Like, I don't, I didn't grow up playing football. I never cared about football. I like it was a thing that like my like my buddy Jacob did, and I once went to a game like that he was playing in, and and I was like, this is stupid. Like, I I am not. <clears throat> it is not in me. It, it was never in me, and I would be lying if I said that it was. Um, and there was a kind of a confluence of events. There was a World Cup. I was not. I, I I was kind of out of work over the over that summer, and it, I think it was 
the games were sort of being played like early afternoon and I had a lot of free time in my on, on my hands and I would go to this this um, outdoor bar around the corner from where I lived in Brooklyn and watch games. I just like, I, I truly didn't understand what I was watching. I just knew that it mattered to other people and I enjoyed being around other people in general. I enjoy being around other people who care very, very deeply about something. Even if I don't care about it, I kind of feed off of, I feed off of that, that sort of that caring. Um, I, I find it pleasurable. And I just remember like, there was a bus stop right right outside of this outdoor bar and I'd sit there with a pint by myself and every time a bus came up it was a all of these like these these dudes would lean out the the windows and lean out the door and they'd scream what the asking what the score was and everybody in the bar would scream back and then they would go the bus the next bus would come and I just knew there was something to this I didn't know what it was what, for for English football no, this was, it was like, it would be, it didn't even matter. Whatever the game was. Right, you know? okay. Uh, you, so you're talking about how a sport captures someone. It's just, yes. And and what happened was I started telling my friends, hey, we should go, this is fun. Come with me. And they would come with me and they were like, this is great, but World Cup international football is, is bullshit. Uh, you got to you gotta watch club football. It's, it's, where, it's where the real juice is. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't really care. And my and and around that same time, uh, that fall, um, I started getting dragged by a buddy to a British uh, fish and chips place down the block from me to watch Champions League football. And I, I would I sh- again, like, I just didn't care about it. But there was this one team that kept popping up, um, and it was. Uh, it was Tottenham was was that that run in in 2010 with with Redknapp and and um, you know when Bale's really emerging as 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 the Bale that we fell in love with, um, and I watched whatever Champions League game I could get my hands on because I started the the game started to become intoxicating. I started to understand the game. It started to reveal itself to me. I started to see the beauty in it. And this one team kept standing out. And then at a certain point, this this friend of mine, Adam, he says, you know, by the way, the bar next door on the, on Saturday and Sunday, that's a Spurs bar. We should go to that. 7.30 in the morning, we'll drink a beer, we'll watch Tottenham play. And I thought, you got to be fucking kidding me. But he dragged me. And the first time I walked in, the first time I saw just 100 people standing in this in this in this room staring up at terrible televisions there were these old TVs that were bolted to the ceiling right they're not like <laughs> fancy fancy TVs by any stretch of the imagination this was a this was a bad way to watch sport but they were all together and like you had to crane your neck to drink your beer and not miss a pass and all of that like just seeing them in there hearing the the, the roar after a goal was scored hearing the songs the singing the um just the intensity of it i have no idea even who was playing that first game but i i, I fell in love and it, and it very much felt like they this team had chosen me i i it was over like whatever whatever illusions i had that i would be oh maybe i'll like like one team from every league and oh i don't care about having my team i just like watching the sport like it was gone i didn't it was instantaneously like i stopped giving a shit about football as a sport at, 
completely and only cared about Tottenham. And it's so strange. It's so strange, it's so strange. Aaron. It's strange because um, it's weird that most fans of um, uh, 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 of their clubs aren't really fans of the sport. Like the, yeah. in England, it's not something we talk about. Like saying we love football. Like you know, football was born out of this country. You know, the first game was played, as you said in in the podcast that we we were a part of. First time, long time. It, it is that it was formed out of a very barbaric game between villages where you had to grab the ball from your. Um, uh, I, I actually think it was a a a, 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 um, a churchyard. Yeah, and there were gates. There were gates between the two villages, and you had to get the ball in, 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 in through the gates of the other, other, other villages to score a goal, and it might take days for that to happen. Um, but I don't think there are very many, uh, unless you're like a. Uh, it, uh, God, I, the, the, for for people listening, to this will will know that the fighting cock exists and the extra inch exists, and the extra inch. Uh, in Windy, Nathan and Bardi, they love the sport. They love the sport. But I think the vast majority of people don't love the sport. They love their clubs. And 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 it probably creates a, a situation where you're not understanding the game in the way that you should, given the, the opinions you have. But for for someone across the the the, the ocean that separates us to to um you know, to to understand that 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 perhaps it's just a little bit more primal or 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 uh, carnal than that is um it, it is interesting, really, really interesting to hear. Yeah, I mean, I I started, I had there was like two months right where I was like, okay, I'm gonna like Tottenham. I'm also gonna like AC Milan. I'm also gonna like like I had these like grand illusions. Like each league, I'll have my team and I'll watch all. And it was just it was obliterated, man. Like I couldn't. I, to this day, I only now watch like a, a different game if it if it has some kind of implication as to like our season. I can't. I just I don't care about it. I only care about seeing what's happening. To, to what feels like my club. And I even, I have to say very, very clearly, like I feel very much like I'm wearing like my dad's suit or something by saying like my team talking to you. Like it doesn't make, it, I don't feel comfortable saying it, but I, I, do, I like I do, I'm, I drive my wife crazy because I'm like, <clears throat> we did this or my team did this. And she's like, it's not your fucking team. You, you're you from, you know, suburban New York City. Like it's, you don't get to claim a team from London, but but yeah, I, but how, it feels how, it. How, I feel it. Yeah, but how, how do you how do you take that when she says that? Because what she's saying from someone who who's very local to you and understands the way the uh, social dynamic works in in sport, but also socially in 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 whatever state you live in. Knowing that from from over here, there are people, many many people who think also that you shouldn't claim yeah. a football club. How do you how 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 do you internalize it? How how do you deal with it, Aaron? So with my wife, I know she loves me. I know, I, and she's teasing me, and it's fine, right? And 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 outside, like I mean, like I don't know what to say other than I have nothing but deep respect for the people that go to the games every day, the people that create the atm- or that used to when we could, right? The people that create the atmosphere, the people that. Um, 
drive the distances, all of that. And I know that I am, I know that where I stand is in relation to them, um, outside of them, but a part of them. Um, and, and, um, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Right. Like I, there is a gulf and it's important to acknowledge the gulf. And sometimes that gulf is, is narrower. Um, and sometimes it's not. And that's, that's, that's okay. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but that's sort of, I've come to terms like at the beginning, I was like, I'm just as much a fan as you are, but like, I'm not, I know that I'm not, I care as much as, as, as you might care. It affects me as much as it might affect you. Um, and I participate in the way that I can, but largely like I participate by being, by standing in relation to the people that go every day that, that, um, that, that sacrifice massive parts of their life to, to, to support their club. Um, and I, but and for I the look, record. Yeah. Yeah. Just what I was going to say, Aaron, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not putting a wedge between me and you as two people, you know, who <laughs> love Tottenham. I'm not. I'm just saying that there are elements of the English support who are are um, probably like they're they're tr- entrenched yeah. in in their idea of what it means to follow a football club, and given what's happened to football, and and we have to be thankful for to, on many many levels of the fact that, that Tottenham Hotspur can afford to pay Harry Kane's wages and afford to pay Gareth Bale's wages, and it isn't because fans are going to games. It's not. It's, it's because people all across the world have found themselves really, really like fascinated or, or passionate about the game in, in, in the UK. And I don't think any, any fan can truly be able to, to stand up and, and go crazy when Gareth Bell inevitably scores a hat-trick against West Ham on the weekend. <laughs> I know, fucking hell. After that... <laughs> I know, but but they they have to realise the fact that that what what is giving them happiness is also the people around the world who are watching the game in the same way. So there there is no wedge between me and you, Aaron, at all. Right, um, but there is. But good. it is important to acknowledge that, like, look, I appreciate that, and I also I also will acknowledge that my affection for the team, the fact that the fans in the states. Like we are, you know, progress is a double-edged sword, right? The fact that there's a new stadium is paid for in part by the by the TV deals that are international, right? But that is Absol- also without without doubt, without, without doubt. a doubt. But that is that is also we have to be careful because that is destroying. We started this conversation there, right? It's that is destroying a part of the legacy, part of the things that. It's never mind the wedge. It's it's the stuff that I fell in love with, is also going is going to go away. When I go back to London and 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 see a, a game at the at the new stadium, I know it will be a fundamentally different experience than the than the experience I had a couple of years ago, and that is because of of me. That will pay for the wages, right? It will pay for the wages for Gareth Bale for for all of the the, the transfer business, but it also there is a double-edged sword, right? And I and I, it's important to acknowledge it. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. Uh, uh, Aaron, but b- before we um mm. we acknowledge all of that stuff, we don't even <laughs> have to acknowledge it. It's just the way of the world. It's the way and you know, if if you're um if you're upset 
that there are American fans or Indian fans or I don't know fans from Australia whatever if, if you're upset about that it isn't because those fans don't give a shit about our football club it isn't because of that it's because of the way Sky Sports have uh, has globalized the sport and yeah. and it's not the end of the world you know it's, it's fine it's fine just it's not gonna, if, if anything it's going to help us you know we can pay Gareth Bale's wages we can pay Harry Kane's wages we can we can have a forward line like like on which we've ever seen before in part because people across the globe have bought into our football club and it's a wonderful thing it's wonderful yeah um i've lost my point i got so so caught up in my point i've lost it uh yes yeah, so i i think i think what i was getting at was was that there there is a um there's a football club there that we can share across the globe and and the game has changed significantly because of it but do, do you feel like do you feel like um you that you're a part of our fan base do you feel like that me when when i say us and we that 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 i'm talking about you in as a part of that so I, I tell the story a lot, and actually, I didn't bring it up in our in in the podcast uh, that you were on, but I did talk about it in a previous episode of my podcast. But there was this one game that I think sort of cemented my feeling of being part of the fan base, and it was um, actually like a, a couple of maybe a year into into supporting the club. Um, there was that North London derby. Uh, that we lost 5-2. And Adebayor scored a, a penalty in the first half. And um, I think Saha scored as well. And and then we went into into the half. They they, they, they equalized. They leveled it up in the, at the half. And I was at this pub in Brooklyn watching with these with, with, with fans at that. And that sense of, like, you know, the first two goals, that, that like, intense elation, the sense of, like, oh, my God, we're the – you know, I've never felt as big and as powerful and as 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 happy and connected as that. And then, one goal goes in, and then another goal goes in, and we at, at the half, it's it's level. And went outside for a cigarette break. And in Brooklyn, the the New York Spurs used to um, go to this pub called Floyd, and right next door to it was an Arsenal pub. And there was like a hundred of us outside, just sort of like sucker punched in 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 the morning. And there was like two fucking dudes in Arsenal kits that stepped outside, and it was just so indicative. First of all, of this like the difference of the fan base. This, they had two people that sort of half-heartedly were like, "Oh, scoreboard two-two or whatever," and and they just got death stares from all of us, and then they sort of scurried back inside. But all of us stood out there, and then we went back inside for the second half, and they scored three more, and the. The stunned kind of silence and and it's a horror show, right? It's just it's the from the highest to the absolute lowest in the course of ninety minutes, and yeah. um, this Mari, uh, this woman that I interviewed for the most recent episode, she said it's very rare to meet people when you're at your happiest and or they're at their happiest or they're at their lowest, and you absolutely agree with them. And that feeling of I, like everybody in that room was with me, right? We were all in the same. We had been the highest. We suddenly we're the lowest together and in the in the in the midst of the absolute lowest this one lone voice starts singing tottenham till i die and 
everyone starts singing and the game ends and no one leaves the pub. Everyone's just singing Tottenham till I die over and over again. And there's arms around each other and we're just standing there in, in solidarity, you know, in unity against this horrible defeat that is meaningless, right? Like, obviously it's meaningless, (laughs) like, but it's, there's nothing but meaning. It's the, it's the most important thing in the world in that moment. Um, You look around the world today. It's like, can you believe that? Like I, thought that that mattered but like it mattered it mattered so much but there we were arms around each other singing Tottenham till I die and and just that sense of uh these are my people I am theirs they are mine like we are we are together and we will in five ten minutes go our own ways we'll walk back to our apartments we'll walk back to our houses or whatever or to our lives our loved ones but the, the the notion, the sense, the, the knowledge that we were there together for this and that we eased each other's pain and we celebrated together and we mourned together and we sung through the whole thing together. The fact that that I, that, that experience, I knew then that um, I was connected to the fan base, to, the, to, to this club in a way that I had never, ever, ever felt before in anything, right? Um, and uh, and that and that just continued on. Um, it has never. I, I keep waiting for it to go away. I keep waiting for the feeling to get quieter. Um, I thought when Potch left, I thought it would get quieter. I thought like through the Sherwood era, like I thought it would get quieter. It just never did. Um, I, I, I my relationship to the club has altered in those moments, but. But then always snaps back, and now, like I've I've heard you talk about it on 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 the Fighting Cock, but like, you know, when Mourinho came in, I was like, oh, this is I'm never gonna, I don't know how to, I don't know how to relate to this dude, and now I'm, I, I'm like I get a fucking Mourinho tattoo, like I love this man, I've I hated him, I absolutely hated him, but I love him now because he's ours and because he belongs to us and we belong to him. And now every word he says, I'm like, oh, he gets it. He gets he gets me. I get him. I, it, it's a it's a crazy feeling. The it's irony, crazy, crazy the irony is that he probably doesn't get us. No, no, he probably doesn't. But we got we, we have to enjoy him. We have to enjoy him. Yeah, as it happens. Um, there was a, there was a lady on your on your podcast who um, who seemed um, reticent to understand yeah. uh, what ultras culture is. And that's yeah. not what, 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 as you say in your podcast, it's not what uh, English football culture is about. But what, what, what was her reticence? So what I didn't get from your podcast is why she was so reserved about or, or, or resistant to the idea that a, a bunch of men can watch a football game and, and enjoy it and, and behave in a way that's outside of social responsibility or social acceptability. What was her? So, what was, what was her uh, position? Yeah, I mean, so Julia is is really interesting. She she so Julia is the producer on the podcast and um, kind of a character in all of in every episode. She's constantly challenging me to think about something in a different way, and or I I, I kind of use her as a foil to try to figure out an aspect of a game that I didn't understand or or haven't quite figured out what it what it was saying, and she, um, she her basic feeling was 
that from the outside it looks scary, right? And like the the a limsy celebration, uh, a bunch of men screaming and jumping up and down and shoving each other and throwing their pints in the air, all of that. It just looks scary. And that if you were to take it out of the context of sport, if you just saw that on the street, you might. Some of us might be drawn to it. Some of us might want to walk around it and give a give a little bit of a of a of a buffer, um, because it it looked dangerous. It looked like it could it it could devolve into violence. But yep. her big her big resistance wasn't in the end, um, and it, I I never found a way to talk about it on on the in the episode. But it was really interesting. In one of our conversations, uh, she and I t- talked a lot about it really came down to the fact that she just could not understand the singing part. She didn't love, she doesn't love to sing, but she <laughs> loves this idea of being together. And she loves this idea of, of, of communing and, and sort of allowing your most authentic self to come out. In the end, when, when we talked, she and I off air, she said uh, something like anything literally anything that gets the most authentic your most authentic self to uh, to emerge and to connect with other people is a good thing it's just that singing and jumping up and down and pushing and shoving and 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 hugging that part she she couldn't quite get into um yeah, but, I, yeah. i've had a similar experience when i look at a mosh pit right when yeah I, i'm you know i'm nearly 40 years old i don't want to be involved in a mosh pit in music, I don't, I don't want to. As much as I, I might appreciate a band and the energy they put out, I don't want to be in the middle of the 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 reactions to their energy. I don't want to be in that, and I, and I understand where she's coming from that for that perspective. But for football, it's not it's not that. It really isn't. And and when Spurs score a goal against Arsenal, and it means something, and you lose yourself, you're not worried about being hurt. You're not worried about falling over or someone punching yeah. you or someone screaming in your ear because it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen what 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 you're experiencing in that moment is an unbridled communal sense of complete euphoria that you cannot find anywhere else on this planet and I, go ahead mate yeah I, I i agree i agree completely and i and actually i think she does too in the end when i talk i said to her if you were to go and sit in I mean, you know, the Park Lane back then or, or you know, today today in the stadium, if you were to sit there and just and, and be there the entire game and experience it in person, you would have no choice but to be... Uh, she would lose herself. She would she lose, would lose herself. herself. It's impossible. It's impossible and not to. And, and how can you deny or how, how can you think anything negative about a situation where you lose yourself from reality just for a moment? And really appreciate what you're seeing. And like we said on the pod, it's not about what you put in your body. It's not about drugs. It's not about yeah. a preconceived idea about what is good. It's just in that moment you lose yourself. And it's I can't like I can't replace. It's a shame. It's a shame. When I was listening to the podcast, I felt a little bit like it's a shame that she doesn't get to experience what we do. Yeah. And and it's it's also like right it's so it's such a shame that that none of us get it right now it's such a loss it's such a loss yeah it's fucked it's fucked but but I, I will say that 
you know the 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 little things that 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 you do the podcasts the ways in which people are able to connect even just to the feeling of it i i don't think it's gone you know alan fisher uh who's a great uh, a he's great wonderful. writer he's wonderful he's wonderful and and an amazing human being um and he he said he said that he was afraid that um it w- that his memories of it were 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 dying and and that they were all that like not only was this cruel the cruelty of this moment was not just that he couldn't go to the games but that his memory of going to the games was 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 being lost i i believe that th- that that's impossible i think that like we are still just it's the connection has changed for all of us for now but it will come back and i think I think that's hopefully the point also of 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 the of of this episode, the empty an empty cathedral is is that once once we come back, once the world does open up again, and once we do get back into the stadiums and 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 sport and connectivity can returns, I don't think it will be that hard for us to find our way back. In the meanwhile, it's 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 a it's a horror. It's it's a nightmare. But but I, I don't think we'll it will all be gone from us. I hope. I really, I really hope. I think it's reflective of a wider society. We all want to get back to where the where we were before. Uh, yeah. We want to go to the pub and drink beers and um, in, embrace each other. And we want to do that at football as well. And we can't have one yet without the other. So yeah. either we get past it or things will change. And I hope we get past it. I really do. Aaron, thank you so much for... Um, you know give us your time um and and inviting me on your podcast it was really really good and and gave me the opportunity to reflect on um on uh, what it means to be tottenham it's the fighting it's the fighting clock it's the fighting it's the fighting Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.